0: Okay, you now this reading from Isaiah. God says, shout out, do not hold back, lift up your voice like a trumpet, announce to my people their rebellion, to the house of Jacob their sins, yet day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that practiced Righteousness. And did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why do we fast but you do not see? Why humble ourselves but you do not notice? Look, you serve your own interest on your fast day. And oppress all your workers. Look, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose? A day to humble oneself? Is it to bow down the head like a bulrush and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast? A day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose To loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own kin... Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindication shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and He will say, Here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil... If you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom shall be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You'll, you shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to live in. The word of the Lord. Thanks, be to God. If you, repairers of the breach, restorers of the street, Doubted me last week when I said that there will be plenty of calls to do what is good and just and care for those in need. Well, doubt no more. If you've begun to think or been taught that faith is just believing the right things, praying the right prayer, just me and Jesus having our own good time, Well, it's time to repent, to see things differently, to see things biblically. Some of the Israelites had gotten real good at doing church. They were professionals. They knew how to fast. Boy, could they fast. They could make themselves miserable as a means, they thought, of making themselves known to God. And they were sure that if they did church right, then God would notice. God would answer their requests. Well, God did notice, but did not answer the request, at least not the way they wanted. God noticed that they begged for justice even while they were being unjust. God noticed that they played holy one day, only to be holy terrors the next. So God wasn't interested in making their lives better while they were out making others' lives worse. God isn't going to give a lot of effort to help us when helping us helps us harm others, his other children. Look at it this way. If, perchance, one of my children was mistreating another one of my children... I don't think I'd reward the oppressing child with whatever he or she was asking for while he or she was hurting another child whom I love. I don't think I'd want to support that. To take it a step further, which Isaiah seems to be doing. If, per chance, one of my children has a plate full of food, and another one of my children is sitting by with an empty plate and, and, and hungry there, nothing to eat, then I would want my child with a full-plated food to share some of what's on his or her plate with the child who didn't have something on his or her plate. And I don't think I'd take it real kindly that the child with a full-plated food said ever so sweetly, Thank you. While the other child I loved sat hungry. The thanks would seem, shall we say, hollow. Some of the Israelites were all over the temple thanking God, fasting, or then frustrated. They weren't getting the responses from God that they thought they deserved. So God... With his own hint of frustration, laid out the kind of fast that he is looking for. What religious acts get his attention? God wasn't into watching actors on stage. God wanted to see what they were like once they left the stage. Is not this the fast I choose to loose the bonds of injustice to undo the thongs? of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked, to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own kin? Wait a second, we say. Lord, I'm with you on feeding the hungry. No one should be hungry. And I'll go along with clothing the naked. That's good for everybody. But bringing the homeless into my house? That's dangerous. And if you only knew my kin, then you'd realize why I hide from them. I do know your kin, child. They're my children, too. And I'm not just talking about your crazy uncle or your not good cousin. I'm talking about my children who are sleeping behind the old big lots. I'm talking about my children who are lining up on Saturday mornings to get something to eat behind hope. Health. I'm talking about your kin who are packing out the whosoever community church every Sunday afternoon to worship me. No, you you don't have to take them into your house. But I'd like you to know them, these children of mine. I'd like you to know them Your kin? I'd like you to know them, not as some generic group, the hungry, the homeless, the poor. I'd like you to know them. To know Sheila. My slow-walking, slow-talking, big-smiling child. I'd like you to know her. Because if you know Sheila, you'll stop pointing the finger at people like her and you'll start caring for children of mine. And then what you say in here will be reflected in what you do out there and your worship will not only be authentic, well, it'll be ongoing. Ongoing. I'll be glad to help you help my other children, and I'll be glad to send them to help you when you need it. In fact, I'll make a deal with you. I'll have them help you while you are helping them. We hear that all the time from missionaries, don't we? They'll come back from Santa Hatchie or Salkahatchie or Costa Rica. Next week, we'll send a group off to Kentucky. They'll come back and almost definitely they'll say the same thing. We got so much more out of it than we got from it. Will Bailey, our missionary friend in Costa Rica, the one who we help to support and who helps us when we go down to those trips. Will says, be careful about that kind of talk. You people who come, you give a lot, you do a lot. It's important for you to know that you are doing Big things. He wants us to know that we're not making some deal. It's not a negotiation. We don't go to serve Christ in order to get something out of it or to to feel better from it. But the reality is that many times we feel better doing it and we get a lot out of it. These persons who go and gather bread and and needed items and deliver, deliver those to the Hope Health parking lot ministry... Well, well, they get something out of it. And these people who are connecting with this whosoever church, a church for and with homeless persons, well, they go and they get something out of it. And I don't think we should be surprised that this happens. When God said that when you feed the hungry and care for the homeless and don't hide from your kin, God's other children... Then your light shall break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up quickly. You shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help and He will say, Here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise and your gloom shall be like the noonday. I don't think we should be surprised that we get something out of it when God speaks like that. Look, Will Bailey's right. We don't serve Christ as a negotiation. We serve Christ because Christ calls us to serve Him. And in serving Him, we serve those He loves, the least of these among us. Even... Even if we were gloomy before we served, while we served, after we served, we should still serve. But my experience, and the experience of many of you, is that we might be gloomy before we serve. And we might even be gloomy as we get started serving. But sometime during that service... Our gloom starts to become like a noonday. There's something rejuvenating, life-giving about doing something for someone else, about going to someone who is in need of your help and giving of your time to help that person, that child of God, your kin. There's something about getting to know them while you're doing it. Many of you know that because many of you are, are doing it. I went on the Santa Hatchee tour this year. We were in a bus for four hours and never left the county. Talk about gloomy. We went from, from here all the way out to Timminsville, across town, stopping at houses before we got to Mars Bluff. Then we were in Quinby. We were all over. The participants were tired, so they'd sleep from house to house. I hadn't been working all week, so I wasn't tired. I was looking for some conversation, but but they were gloomy. And we'd get to a house, and they'd wake up, and they'd get off the bus, and, and they'd start telling us what God accomplished in those days. And grown men would get tears in their eyes. And the youth would look and say, You see what God can do through us? And those homeowners, proud to let seventy or so people walk through their house and see how it had been improved. The gloom had had lifted. And joy filled its place. One sight leader. An overworked, over busy father of young children said to me, You'd be hard pressed to keep me from doing this again next year. He wasn't trying to earn credit with God. And he doesn't think of himself as the savior of Florence County's underprivileged. He got something out of it. His gloom was lifting. He experienced how God meets our efforts to do something that's right with God's own graciousness in the midst of it. His light rose. Jesus said something about our light rising, our light shining. He said, you are the light of the world. Then He commanded us to go and let that light shine. It's as if he had Isaiah in mind. Your light shall rise. When you do what is right by God. When your lives are about worshiping whether you are in a sanctuary or not. When you care for God's children, your kin. Your light shall rise. And your gloom, well, it'll become like the noonday. Thanks be to God. Amen.